everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now it's time to say hello and thank you to our newest premium members. First up, Aria Thifault loves the podcast. She'd like to say hi. Avi Mae Crabtree, who's five years old from Dallas, Texas. June Hilly from Chicago, and Aaron and his little brother Kenny from Scotland. Hi guys! It can be pretty tough to find a holiday gift that will keep your child excited long after the day they open it. With a KiwiCo subscription, you're giving so much more than a toy. They'll get a season of discovery and experiences delivered straight to their door. Each box is kid-approved by a crew of kid testers to ensure they're age-appropriate and seriously fun. My son received his robots encoding pack last week, and he loves it. He's literally spent hours programming the robots, solving the puzzles, and learning about the mechanics of it all. Encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. Give them the tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make new connections to the broader world. The best part? Watching their confidence grow as big as their smile. Give awesome this holiday season with KiwiCo. Get your first month of any crate line free at KiwiCo.com slash short stories. That's your first month free at K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash short stories. Hey everyone, I thought I would share with you a little about my accent and where I come from as I've been getting a few messages from people wondering about my accent. Well, I was born in the States in San Francisco and I lived there till I was 10 years old and then my family moved to Vancouver in Canada and I lived there until I was about 18. And then finally I moved to the UK and I now live in a seaside town called Brighton where I've been living ever since. So that's why you might hear some Canadian in my accent and a little British in there too. So I think I've been very lucky to have lived in such beautiful cities in three very different countries that all hold a very special place in my heart. So the important thing is, as long as you can understand me and you enjoy the stories, I think that's the main thing. Okay, so now on with today's story request. Hi Lucy, my name is Wolfie and I would love a story about a duck king with an army of ducks versus a bread king with an army of bread. Once upon a time, there were two kingdoms. To the west was the kingdom of the ducks, ruled over by King Mallard. The most royal of ducks took his responsibilities as king most seriously. However, he was quick to anger if he thought anyone ever dared to disrespect his throne. Meanwhile, to the east was the kingdom of bread. This was ruled over by King Krusty, a bitter, hot-headed loaf that controlled his kingdom through fear and threats. It would be true to say that the Duck Kingdom was not too keen on the bread. 
found that the bread kingdom was not terribly keen on the ducks. Fortunately, a wide grassy plain separated the two lands, and so neither had to have much to do with the other, and that's the way everyone liked it. Then, one day, a duckling girl was given a brightly colored kite for her birthday. It looked stupendous, with a large pair of eyes and a big yellow beak painted upon it. She could not wait to get outside and fly it across the blue sky. But this particular duck family lived in a hollow where the wind never seemed to blow. So the little duckling carried her kite up the hill and onto the wide grassy plain. Immediately, she could feel a westerly wind gusting across the grass, just perfect for getting her kite aloft. And so that's what she did. The kite rose higher and higher and higher into the skies of blue. Not very far away was a bread roll boy. Today, like most days, he was being a shepherd with his flock of 20 sheep. Although he came from the kingdom of bread, there was little in the way of good grazing where he lived, near to the country's border. So he would stray beyond it, out onto the grassy plain, where few of the bread people ever went. He was just minding his own business, enjoying the gentle breeze, when the wind died away to nothing. There was nothing unusual in this. The wind would blow however it chose to. But what was unusual, in fact, positively frightening, was the enormous scary face that fell from the sky and crashed to the ground amongst his sheep. Terrified, the sheep ran in every direction, desperate to get away from this fearsome creature, with the poor bread roll shepherd sprinting after them. When the little duckling girl found her fallen kite, she was devastated to see that the crash had splintered it into pieces. Oh, it was ruined. But what was this? A member of the kingdom of bread running away? Oh my, said the duckling. That horrible bread boy has smashed my kite. And she ran all the way home in tears. It took a while for the shepherd roll to gather up his sheep. But once he had returned to inspect what had caused all the commotion, he was horrified to discover that it had the face of a duck upon it. Oh goodness, said the roll. Those awful ducks attacked my sheep. And he headed home as fast as his sheep would allow him. What's this? What's this? blurted King Mallard when he heard what the bread folk had done. Attack a poor little duckling and smash her birthday toy? Outrageous! Where did this happen? Beyond our border, sir, out onto the grassy plain, said the king's chamberlain. Oh, those blundering buns have done it this time, roared the king. Summon my generals, this means war! Far to the east, a similar exchange took place in Castle Chibata. What is this? bellowed King Krusty as his advisers held up the broken kite. Is that a duck's face? Indeed, your majesty, said Lord Sourdough. It would appear the ducks have designed this formidable weapon to terrorize our people and livestock. Oh, what foul creatures they are! spat the king. 
when did this attack take place? Over the border, answered Lord Sourdough quickly, out on the grassy plain. Oh, those wicked waterfowl have gone too far, bawled King Krusty. Summon my army! This means war! The duck army waddled out onto the grassy plain, carrying swords and spears and shields to line up facing the kingdom of bread. To the east, the bread army marched out onto the grassy plain, carrying pikes and axes and bows. They lined up to face the kingdom of ducks. King Mallard stood before his troops in full battle armor and gazed angrily at the enemy where he could see an equally armored King Krusty gazing back at him. Bagel-bottomed buffoons, shouted King Mallard, waving his heavy royal mace. Web-footed weirdos, hollered back King Krusty, shaking his jewel-encrusted rolling pin. We'll crush you into croutons, growled King Mallard menacingly. Well, we'll pluck you to stuff our pillows, sneered King Krusty in reply. Right, let's show those flower-faced fools that we mean business, yelled King Mallard to his generals. Prepare to attack! Oh, that's it, screeched King Krusty. We're going to roast those bird-brained boneheads. Prepare to attack! But before either army could take a step forward, something quite unexpected happened. From the north walked a seven-year-old boy straight across the grassy plain and smack bang between the two armies. Every pair of duck and bread eyes watched the boy, who seemed not to even notice the hundreds of soldiers lined up on either side of him. He stopped directly between the two kings, removed his backpack, pulled out a small picnic basket, and a brown paper package tied up with string, and sat down. What's this? What's this? screamed King Mallard, hopping from one armored foot to the other. Why is there a human child on my battlefield? What in all the land of Krusty is he doing? shrieked King Krusty. Will someone get that human boy out of the way so I can destroy some ducks? Each side sent a soldier jogging across the tufts to demand that the human boy leave. However, just as quickly, the duck soldier and the bread soldier were jogging back to their respective sides with the news that the boy refused to move. Preposterous, hollowed King Mallard. If he won't move, I'll move him myself with my mighty mace. Ridiculous, barked King Krusty. I'll show him with a good whack from my rolling pin. The two opposing armies were then treated to the bizarre sight of their kings marching out to confront the boy. You there, boy, snapped King Mallard. Move yourself right now, or I'll clobber you with my mace. Listen to me, boy, snarled King Krusty. Get out of my way immediately, or I'll bash you with my rolling pin. The boy looked up at the two glowering kings, as if seeing them for the first time. Oh, hello, he said. I do have a name, you know. It's Wolfie, and I don't really appreciate your rudeness. Rudeness? screeched the kings in disbelief. 
neither of them had been spoken to like this before, and it made them so mad that their armored helmets almost popped off. I warned you, boy, said King Mallard, raising his mace. You've gone too far, spat King Krusty, lifting his rolling pin above his head. I wouldn't do that if I were you, said Wolfie calmly. You don't want to be messing with me. The two kings hesitated. Oh, said King Mallard. Why not? asked King Krusty, lowering his rolling pin slightly. Because, said Wolfie, you won't like it if you do. And he patted the brown paper package done up with string beside him. What's that? asked King Mallard, a trace of worry in his voice. This, said Wolfie, picking up the package and settling it down in his lap. This is what happens when people speak rudely to me and boss me around. Yes, nodded King Krusty. But what is it exactly? Wolfie took hold of the string as if he were about to undo the knot. It's a duck sandwich, he said. King Mallard yelped and dropped his mace in horror. King Krusty nearly fainted. Moments later, the two kings were racing back to their armies, urging them to turn around and head for home as quickly as they could. In no time at all, the grassy plain was deserted, all apart from one solitary human boy. He teased the knot apart and opened the package outwards. Rather than a duck sandwich, there was a banana and an apple, which Wolfie went on to enjoy tremendously. His picnic complete, he headed on his way. And as for the two kingdoms, well, King Mallard and King Krusty each made a law stopping anyone from stepping onto the grassy plain ever again. And there has been peace between the two kingdoms ever since. The end.